Hey, what is up? Hello, and welcome in to a playoff edition of the Downey and Martez podcast. It is a Bucks Nation podcast right here on SB Nation. Yes, it's a playoff edition. The playoffs are here. Super wild card weekend is just days away, and the Buccaneers are the main event of wild card weekend on Monday night football against the Dallas Cowboys. We will preview that and take a quick look at all of the other action on Wild Card Weekend today. I am the Downey half of this dynamic duo. I am Trey Downey. You can follow me on Twitter at CD Experienced. We are a Bucks Nation podcast, so follow Bucks Nation on Twitter at Bucks underscore Nation and check out BucksNation.com for the latest and greatest on your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And along with me for this ride, I wonder if he's in playoff Lenny mode. You can follow him on Twitter at Elmar810. He's the one. He's the only. He is Len Martez. I got three letters for you. And it's going to be the reason why things happen on Monday night. Or they may not happen on Monday night. But three letters. P-D-A. And I say that. I know. Public displays of affection? No, settle down, Mr. Baby-making machine. You want to get one of those, cut me off, or you're going to be doing this podcast by yourself. All right? (laughs) That's number one. Not public display of affection. I knew you would say that because I'm Trey Downey. I'm just a baby-making machine. PDA, PDA, PDA. That's not what I'm referring to. I will let everyone know. I will let Bucks Nation... We are the nation of domination because we are in playoff mode. All right. I'll let the nation know what PDA means. I'll sprinkle in little hints, but I'll let you know. I'll have to I'll have to hit the buzzer once I once I figure it out. Um, before we get into the the preview of the game, I mentioned that it's on Monday night. The Bucks and Cowboys are playing on Monday night. And if you look at the the star power, and even the possible competitiveness of the game, you might not agree, but if you ask me, it might be the second most competitive game on wildcard weekend or the second hardest to predict game on wildcard weekend. Um, Are you surprised that the NFL put this on on Monday night? I was almost, I was almost assured that NBC would gobble it up or, or Fox would, Fox would take it for one of their primetime slots. I wonder, to me, I was almost wondering if things got shuffled in the new TV deal, if ESPN had a had a higher pick in terms of uh, what game they got. There are potentially two games that will be as close or closer than the game on Monday night. That And those two games are what people are predicting right now in regards to potential upsets. The one that's talked about the most is the Giants going to Minnesota and playing a team <laughs> that won, what, 12 games? But mm-hmm. yet it is minus when it comes to points. Mm-hmm. All right. And the other one is the Jags, who yep. won a division, hosting the LA Chargers, who come all the way from the West Coast to the East Coast. And a lot of folks are, again, jumping on that Chargers bandwagon because all the talent they have. Minus the fact that they haven't slipped the playoffs in a while. Those two games 
are potentially as close or could end up as close as, as the one on Monday night. The reason why you got the Bucks Cowboys Monday night, I mean, it's really, I mean, I would have predicted it if you, if you sat me down and, and said where are these games going to land. And I saw you, t- you tweet out some things and I wanted to tweet back at you and tell you you're dead wrong, but I, 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 I get tired of doing it on, on the podcast. So I didn't want to do it on social media too, but you got to think, Mr. Downey, Mr. PDA, you got to think in terms of this, all right? Whether people want to say it or not, and Lord knows they haven't won a Super Bowl in multiple administrations. <laughs> but the Dallas Cowboys, when it comes to watching them, are still America's team. They are America's team. Why? Because either you're a fan or you are sitting there hoping they lose, all right? They're like the Yankees. They're the Yankees of the NFL, all right? You may not be a Yankees fan, but what you're doing is you're watching them hoping they lose. That's number one. Number two is, dude, it's the GOAT, and it potentially could be the GOAT's last game in the NFL. Mind you, if you ask me whether he's going to retire or not, I'm probably leaning towards him playing again, but there's still that possibility that he does not play again. All right. The greatest quarterback, potentially some folks say, arguably the greatest football player ever to play could be playing his last game on Monday night. That's why I was not surprised that ABC jumped on it for their Monday night football. That that's why, that's why I'm surprised because if you look at last year, which was the first year of this Monday night playoff football game, it ended up being what Rams and Cardinals, probably the least sexy matchup of wildcard weekend. I was just wondering, the reason I was surprised is because I think it is the marquee game of the weekend. And if you look at how these playoff schedules have been ramped in recent years, ESPN and ABC would always get the weakest game of the weekend. That's why I'm saying, I don't know if the order of things changed with this new TV deal. Okay. You, 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 you're right in, in that context, but it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. Cha-ching, cha-ching, yeah. okay? Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, all right? They got to justify getting that much cheese, okay, when they left Fox to go to Monday Night Football. That's why that game is on Monday night, because they have to, they have to inject ratings into that broadcast because it has to pay for what those guys are getting, dude. They have to, I mean, they have to hit that advertising money big time on Monday night to pay for those two guys are doing it. Look, I will personally tell you, God bless Al Michaels. God bless John Madden. Pat Summer. I mean, I'm old enough to remember all the guys that d- did games, man. But I will tell you, I will flat out tell you, none of them dragged me to the TV because they were doing a game. Yeah, we've had that they, they didn't. discussion before. Yeah, They didn't. God bless John Madden. And when, when we talked about when Madden passed away, RIP, all right? Arguably the greatest analyst ever to do it when it came to football, all right? But even Madden didn't drag me to the TV. It just didn't. It's the game. The game is what matters. So as much as I talk about in regards to Buck 
and Aikman having to justify that cheese with ratings and advertisement money, they're not dragging me to the TV to watch that game. I'm watching the game because it potentially is, again, a game that I will sit and watch. <laughs> I don't care about Cowboys Nation. I'm going to tell you, I will sit and watch and hope they lose. And now on top of that, I could potentially be watching the greatest quarterback of all time playing his last game. It's a very interesting matchup. Since Tom Brady has been here, the last two times these teams have played opening week, Sunday night football, or Thursday night football, and then Sunday night football this year, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Dallas Cowboys. Lynn, this year, week one, Sunday night football, the Bucks' key to victory was their defense. The Cowboys didn't reach the end zone in that game. There was only one touchdown scored in that game, a touchdown pass from Tom Brady to Mike Evans. If the Bucks are to pull the upset, yes, they are the lower seed. Yes, they have the worst, or yes, they are the higher seed. Yes, they have the, the worst record than Dallas, but they are a betting underdog in this game, even at, even at home. Is that going to be, is that style of game, would that be how the Bucks pull the upset? Would it be another low scoring, low scoring affair for Tampa to advance to the, to the divisional round for the third straight year? If they plan on winning, it better be. Because you're playing a team that has scored at least 24 points in 10 of its last 11 games. But yet, the Bucs, all right, scored 24 more points, what, twice this year? Okay. And one of them was a win. The other one was a loss. So when you think in terms of how this team can win the football game, <laughs> back to what I said earlier, all right? PDA. All right. I think, does the D stand for Dak? I mean, you're a brain surgeon. Um, but again, PDA is the way they're going to win this football game. You mentioned that, that opening week one matchup. All right. Let's not forget, Dak got hurt in that one. Mm -hmm. All right. So we can talk about them having no touchdowns, and I get it. I understand it. Defensive display. Great. But he got hurt. All right. Not only that, <laughs> it was a season high rushing game <laughs> for playoff Lenny. All right. He rushed for his highest total in week one. Got to get there again. All right. That has nothing to do with PDA in regards to what I'm referring to, but it definitely is part of the recipe of winning on Monday night and going to the divisional round of the playoffs. Does it have to be Lenny or can they just run the ball well with, with Rashad? Well, I'm, I'm just curious as far as what you're saying, do they need to have their best rushing performance of the season to win, to win the game on Monday night? I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter. Get the numbers. Okay. Get the numbers. All right. Move the football. Give you, give your team an opportunity to actually be threatful when it comes to play action fake, as opposed to rushing for two yards per carry, do that, all right? It can be Rashad. It can be Lenny. Heck, it can be Doug Martin. I don't care. Whomever they want to bring out of the daggone freaking stands and run. Bottom line is you need to, you need to, you need to actually have an, an average and a threat so that Dallas has to respect your running game. Listen, dude, 
I mean, come on, man. Like, teams are not going to respect their running game unless there's a transformation on Monday night where they show that they can run the football. And if they do and they get to the second round, the divisional round of the playoffs, then the next team that they play has to watch that film and think, okay, they did it last week. We got to stop the run. Could Ryan Jensen be what the running game needs? And just gut feeling, do you think he plays on Monday night? No. No. I, don't, I, I mean, I'm, not, I'm answering the second question first. Okay. And the second question first answers the first one. I don't think he plays on Monday night. And if he does, I mean, man, that's... How- how you're much asking, of an upgrade you're, you're is he going to be? Yeah, you're asking a lot to for a guy to just jump in the middle of of of, of the season for the fact that what you want him to play against that defensive line, which is their strength on their defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can talk about uh, Diggs on one side, but I've watched Diggs get get a little uh, you know toast. On, on on some occasion, but the strength of the Cowboys' defense is their defensive line. All right, first things doesn't matter who they're playing. You're asking the guy to all of a sudden come in the, the middle, <laughs> not even the middle, the most crucial time of the season, playoffs, without any of a full camp. Any games, the regular season games. Granted, you know, they took him off IR and his 21 days, and he can come off, he can come and potentially play on Monday night. But man, you are asking a lot of someone to actually do that. Now, if they win on Monday night, could you see him playing at the divisional round? That gives you another week to get him ready. But even so, dude, I mean, it's not like you're asking the guy to to play somewhere where he's not part of every offensive play. It's not going to be a rotation type thing if it, if it were a defensive lineman coming back or something like that. Yeah, man, he's going to be a part of every offensive play. That's a lot to ask of someone that hasn't played all season long. So should the Bucks even really be trying to get him back? Like, should... Should he, should the Bucks want him to play? I mean, listen, they know, they know what they see. Mm-hmm. All right. They know what they see. And when I say that, I don't mean so much about Jensen. <laughs> I'm talking about everybody else. All right. Whether it be Hainsey, whether it be Leverett, who's banged up. The offensive line is banged up. Thankfully, all right, Tristan Works is off the injury report. So it looks like, he is, whatever it is at this point of the season, he is close to 100%. Donovan Smith, although he's on the injury report, he practiced today. But you have at least three guys, all right? One of them a backup. That's on the injury report for Monday night's game, and it's Thursday. My point is, is that the Bucks see what's in front of them when it comes to having their offensive line intact, all right? And they know whether or not, they can get where they need to get to with Robert Haynes yet center on Monday night. And if they don't think they can get there, 
Could they play Jackson? Of course they could. Would it be the best situation? Hell no. I just told you why it's not. But it wouldn't, it wouldn't totally shock me if it happens. How much do you take into effect what you're forecasting for this game based on how bad Dallas looked in week 18 in a game where they still had a lot on the line in terms of they could have won the division and if they got help from San Francisco, they could have even got the the buy and home field advantage in the playoffs because they did not look good whatsoever uh, against a against a Commanders team who I'm high on Sam Howell, but that was his first career NFL start, and it's not like he played lights out either. Yeah, you're high anyway. Um, no, drug free baby. Settle down, CM Punk. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say I was straight edge. Just said drug free. <laughs> All right, but yeah, but he he applauds he applauds himself. He pats himself on the back the same way. Drug free. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back to the Cowboys and their performance on Sunday, and a Commanders team that was playing their third quarterback of the season, right? And basically had nothing to play for. Their, their thing was they were trying to do America, the Americans who don't like, who like football, but don't like the Cowboys, they were trying to do them a favor, right? Beat the Cowboys, keep them from being the number one seed, keep them from winning the NFC East, and make them travel wild card weekend. That's the commanders. I mean, that might not been their battling cry inside their locker room, but that's what it was, right? Hey, we're going to do everybody a favor <laughs> that doesn't like the Cowboys. All right, because we don't like them either, and we're gonna beat them. That's what they did. They went out there with the with their third quarterback of the season. You can call him third string if you want. Third string quarterback. He went out. They went out there and they won. I'm still not gonna tell you what PDA means, but part of PDA is what we what you saw on Sunday. All right. Not only that, when it comes to the Cowboys, you you said you asked about the performance on Sunday. If they want to win football games, talking about the Cowboys now. If they want to win football games, dude, they got Tony Pollard, who on Monday night will be their best offensive player. I don't care what anybody says. You can you can run down you can run down on it. You can tell me about eighty eight. You can tell me about Zeke with his halter top on. No, dude, their best offensive player. Is Tony Pollard, all right? And he's proven it because when it comes to getting 100 yards from scrimmage, over and over and over, continues to do it. Three of the last four games, all right? Not only that, he's a threat to cast the football out of the backfield, and he's healthy, dude. He's healthy. That's their best offensive weapon. Tony Pollard. It's their running game. It's with Zeke, too. But Pollard is the guy. Now, I say that because they need to take the football out of Ford's hands. When If you tell me, if you ask me, hey, Keller Moore, how should you win the football game on, on Monday night? You know what I, you know what, if I'm a Cowboys fan, you know what I want Keller Moore to do? Who, who? Left, right, 
center running game. If I'm the Cowboys, if I'm a Cowboys friend, that's what I, what I would want to see. You want to know why? What has Ford done to say to you, oh, we can trust him? Well, I was going to... He hasn't done anything. What has he done gonna... that says to you, you can trust him? It's rhetorical, dude. We know the answer. No, I was going to ask you, based on... There's been a ton of pressure heaped on the Bucks all season long. We've said that at parts of the season, Todd Bowles' job was on the line. Byron Leftwich's job was on the line. This is Tom Brady's last season. It might be the Bucks' last chance in a while to make a Super Bowl run because we don't know the future of the quarterback position. Other changes could be made in terms of this team because of their cap situation this offseason. But based on Dak's playoff history, based on what happened last year and the constant rumors that how much Jerry Jones loves Sean Payton and would love to have him there, and the fact that they're playing an under 500 division winner, is there more pressure on Dallas in this game than there is on Tampa Bay? Well, I think there's more pressure on Dallas just because of the fact that more is expected of them this playoff season. Most people think that that if the if the Bucs aren't one and done, they're probably not going to get past the divisional round based up based off of how they played the 17 games and the potential of playing an even better football than a better football team the next round. That's why I think there's more pressure on the Cowboys because as we just talked about this past Sunday, they had the opportunity to be a number one seed or at least the opportunity to win a division, right? They didn't, they didn't do that, especially after what they did to the Eagles a couple of weeks ago, right? Granted, it was Minshew and, and not Hurts. It was still a win over arguably the best team in the, in the NFC East, I'm mean, NFC, the whole season, right? I mean, San Francisco can applaud themselves, and God bless them. They played solid football even without Jimmy G, but consistently throughout the season, the best football team in the NFC consistently has been the Philadelphia Eagles. So here's the Cowboys going toe-to-toe with them with the potential winning the division. That's why the, the pressure is more on the Cowboys, in my opinion. I don't I mean, could there be changes to the Bucs if they lose on Monday night? Sure, of course. I mean, based off of what we saw the, the 17 games this season, yeah, I mean, they got no business being eight and nine. None. No business being eight and nine. None. Zero. Zilch. No business being eight and nine. None. You got a quarterback that has had his first losing season in 22 years, dude. 22 years. They got no business being eight and nine. I mean, shh, I almost cussed. We can go through. We can go through. Game by game, and wonder out loud how the hell they lost some of these games. All right, I mean, you want to tell me they go 11 and 6? Okay, even 10 and 7. Okay, dude, under 500, they got no business being under 500. But even with that, okay, potential changes, yes. But when it comes to these two teams. And which team should be should be going further in the playoffs? 
or farther in the playoffs, it's the Cowboys because they've had the better season and they play better football throughout the year. I've asked you a lot of times this season, especially when the Bucks were playing top-tier competition, if they can win. I believe the, the, one of the last times I asked you, can they win, was against the 49ers. And your answer was, hell no. Can the Bucks win on Monday night? And tell us the secret to PDA. If they can win, how does that, I'm assuming it's an acronym, how does that acronym help them do so? Yes, they can win on Monday night. All right, and the acronym is simple. And I'm gonna flat out say it. Bucks Nation, we are the nation of domination. It's simple. Pressure Dax ass. I was wondering if it was that or put Dak on his it wouldn't be PDA. Okay. But yes, pressure Dax. Ass. I don't care what you got to do. I don't I, listen. He has to prove to you, and when I say he has to prove to you, I mean the Bucks defense. He has to prove to you that he can handle your pressure, and that he's not going to give the football away like he's like he's done, like he did on Sunday against the Washington Commanders. In a game that they needed, all right? Or when he was up in Jacksonville, throwing a pick six as he was throwing up there. All right? You can tell me all about the numbers and 4,000 yards. And look, man, I'm telling you, I'm still sitting here. And if you're a Cowboys fan, you probably know better than I do. When has he won you a game where you said to yourself, it was all that? And he was the man, all right? You want to tell me about the opening game two years ago where he threw for over 400 yards? Okay. One, they still lost. And two, it was about throwing the ball, throwing the ball, and throwing the ball. That's all it was about. All right. There was no balance to that offense. There was nothing to it. All right. And it was a week and it was week one. All right. The Bucks were basically playing their defense like they were trying to they were trying to get right. They were trying to get right. All right. I'll say it again. P D A. Okay. You want to say put Dak on his ass? Okay, fine. Mine is simple. Pressure Dak's ass. All Day long. They're going to run 65, 70 plays. He's probably going to throw it. If you're lucky, Cowboys fans, he throws it less than 30 times. And they run it more than they throw it. Like I said, that should be Kellen Moore's process, the offensive coordinator. But he probably won't do it. They're probably going to put it in Dak's hands. And foolishly, you got to bring that. You got to bring, I don't know about the house, but damn, at least the garage. Put him on his ass multiple times. I mean, multiple times on Monday night. We're watching the game on Monday night, and I, fours. I don't care if they wear their, their dark colored 
uniforms. Four's uniform should be dirty because his offensive lineman should be picking him up off the ground multiple times. I think the Bucks can win, and ultimately, I think they do win. And I agree with you on putting pressure on Dak. They need to force one or maybe multiple turnovers. And I agree with you on running the ball, but I think it's more so they need to have a, some success early running the football so they can open up the play-action passing game. I think that that's the key. Get a couple of big plays on offense and force some turnovers, almost similarly to what they were able to do against Carolina in the biggest game of the season up to up to this point. Get some explosive plays and get some turnovers. I think those are the keys to the Bucks winning on Monday Night Football. And at the same time, like I in a in a playoff scenario, you keep mentioning it. What has Dak done? And possibly in one of his last chances, it's just hard for me to pick Dak Prescott to be the one that ends Tom Brady's tenure as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback. I'm not I'm not gonna go there because Ryan Tannehill was the yeah. quarterback that ended Tom Brady's tenure in New England. So I'm not going to go there. But I will say this much. When it comes to Dak and when it comes to the Cowboys, the game plan has to be simple for them. It has to be. And you talk about the Carolina game for the Bucks. Here's the thing about that game. If and I talk about the Cowboys' game plan being simple. If the Bucs fall behind like they did against Carolina like they did, dude, remember that Carolina game? Sam Donald helped them, all right? If they're down by 11 points in the fourth quarter to the Cowboys and the Cowboys do anything more than left, right, center, Tony Pollard, Zeke Elliott, if they do anything more than that, they're fools, and they deserve to lose. If they have a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter, they should be running left, right, and center. Their running game. Their offensive line, which is, again, their strength. Defensive line, strength on their defense. Offensive line, strength on their offense. That, cop, that Panthers game, okay, yeah, explosive plays. To bring them back from a... Double digit deficit twice. Better not be that on Monday night, dude. Because the competition's oh, better. I, I agree with you. They're they're a better they're a better football team. I was just meaning in terms of forcing turnovers and explosive plays because that was in terms of doing both of those things. That was the Bucks' best performance with both of those aspects throughout the season. There were other things that they suffered in, especially stopping the passing game early and Sam Darnold getting hot early, but they were able to force the turnovers and get the explosive plays that they needed. Obviously, both of us are very excited to watch that game on Monday night. The rest of Super Wild Card Weekend, you've got four games, or you've got six games, more games than than we typically see. It's the second year of the extra game with the extra wild card game we meant you mentioned earlier the two other games that you think could be the most competitive I think it's because Lamar Jackson's out I think Cincinnati will I it's there's a reason that they're favored in that game Buffalo beating Miami without Tua and then it's it's hard to 
predict that Seattle is going to be able to go in San Francisco and stop and stop the momentum that they have right now. So I think the other two most intriguing games are the games you mentioned, Vikings and Giants and Jags and Chargers. And for me, the game I'm most excited to watch other than Bucks and Cowboys on Monday night is Jags and Chargers, just because of the streak that Jacksonville has been on, the streak that they went on to get into the playoffs. Yes, Tennessee completely collapsed, but Jacksonville's been playing some good football and beat some good football teams, including the Dallas Cowboys along the way to get into the playoffs. And that's a young team that's getting a taste of the playoffs early and could possibly even be in a better spot for it next season against a Chargers team and Justin Herbert, who we've been waiting for in his career for him to get to the playoffs to see if he can give that team success and prove that he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. If you are one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, you can't lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars in your first playoff game. I think it'll be a competitive game, two very good young quarterbacks. I'm excited to see what happens on Jacksonville on Saturday night. Yeah, I don't know about I don't know about telling us how good Jacksonville's played and then saying, well, if you're Justin Herbert, you can't beat the Jags, then how good are you? The Jags are a good football If you're team. one of the best quarterbacks in the league, you should beat a Jacksonville team that's just one game over 500. Yeah, but you said how you just you just mentioned how you started things by telling us how how good they they've played. I'm that's why it's intriguing because okay. it they're still I a good football team, dude. Defensively, defensively, they're tough. I agree, and I don't and, and I, I don't I don't hold it against Justin Herbert if he can't win on on Saturday in that playoff game on the road in Jacksonville. It's a good football team, dude. Good good team defensively. And they're running the football well now too with uh, Etienne and and I, I I wouldn't I would not be surprised if that game isn't actually close. The only reason why I think it's close because some some games Jacksonville kind of they kind of play close to the vest, so to speak. They did it against Tennessee the last time we watched them on a prime game, and and, and granted Tennessee's defense is good. But I think Jacksonville knew in that football game, hey, man, <laughs> we ain't got to score a whole lot of points in this football game to win this football game. Josh Dobbs, God bless him. He's still a third-string quarterback on this football team. And I think, I, like I said, I think they played the close to the best in that game. I, that's the only reason why I don't think that this game will, will be close because I think Jacksonville will, will play close to the best. But as far as the weekend is concerned, I'm looking for the rematch that the Giants should have won in uh, Minnesota when they went there a couple of weeks ago and lost because because <laughs> Joseph wants to kick a 60-yard field goal <laughs> with no time left on the clock. I mean, Daniel Jones played, played out of his mind. And speaking of which, in regards to him, you know, we could be seeing a guy, and I'm not telling you that he's a top-10 quarterback because Lord knows – I got to eat crow when it comes to Daniel Jones. Just like, I gotta get, just like I got to eat crow when it comes to Rashad White. Because Daniel Jones played week one against those Titans I mentioned earlier. And I tweeted out, he's showing you why he's not their future quarterback. And you know what? 17 weeks later, playing in a playoff game, taking them to a playoff game, their first one since 2015, and he potentially could be their quarterback of the future. Because if he wins this football game, 
and plays well and is not the reason why they lose, dude, he's gonna be getting he's gonna be getting some money from New York because they would have found their quarterback that they haven't had since the better Manning. Kidding. <laughs> if, if, if you're a Bucks fan, I don't even know who you wanna who you wanna root for in that football game. I think you kind of want to root for Minnesota because I almost oh. feel like I almost feel like you'd rather play oh. Philly on divisional weekend than, oh, than going to San Francisco. Oh again. no, you you you're rooting for Minnesota. I mean, there's there's a possibility if the Giants win and somehow Seattle beats yeah. San Fran, you're hosting a playoff game okay. again. But yeah. don't think that's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, well, uh, you, you said you're not high. No, but stop saying stuff like that. I'm just saying that 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 scenario is uh, in the cards. Until next week, hopefully we will be talking about the Bucks playing on divisional on the divisional weekend, which is pretty much the best weekend of football we see all season long. Or we'll be talking about the Bucks season being over. Until then, follow Lynn on Twitter at Elmar810. Follow me on Twitter at TD Experience. Bucks underscore nation on Twitter and BucksNation.com on a daily basis. Until next week, as I said, this has been Downey and Martez, a Bucks Nation podcast.